Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam storytelling podcast, where we share short stories, rough drafts really, based on a theme and given on a dare. Where are your hosts? Christina Kishbot and Cassie Soliday. Welcome back to the show. It's another week down and another week closer to death. But we got a story to share. I don't know. I'm trying out an intro. Like, we just kind of, like, jump in and have merriment. But, like, we're professionals. And I think that we should figure out how to start these episodes already. With death? I mean, it's not ideal. But it's pretty practical, don't you think? Whenever it's Cassie's episode to read a story, it gets very morose. Oh, is that true? <laughs> no, it's not true at all. <laughs> I was drinking wine and then I, I couldn't swallow it because of what you said. Like, oh, <laughs> no, what? it's not true at all. <laughs> the, the episode I mean, before maybe sometimes. This, I mean, that's fine. It's fine to be morose. The episode before this, remember I started and I was like, hello, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Scary. You did that last week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we all have our moments. Yeah, you creeped us out last week, and now it's my turn to, I guess, make us yeah, sad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sorry if I made you sad. No, you didn't. But I appreciate you apologizing. Yeah, and I'm apologizing to you too, listener. I'm sorry. I thought it was funny. Maybe it was too dark. No, it was funny. It was funny. But I also had an extreme reaction to it for the comedy's sake. It's for the bit. Right. It's all for the day. Now that we've talked out the comedy part of it, yeah, it was comedy. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel like I always want to go to like far reaches to see if something's funny, but then I do it and I'm like, oh, but what if it's triggering to someone? And like, (laughs) Like, I do feel like we have a responsibility to think about those things probably best before we we say those things. Well, this is a good space to try it out. And then if it doesn't work, you go run, 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 run from the bit. (laughs) Run, run, run. Even though it's on the internet forever until we delete it, unless people downloaded it somehow. They'll still find it. They'll still use it against us. Yeah. When we run for president. Don't don't jinx us. When we run for president, this is what they'll use against us. Ah. Yeah, I guess they'll be reaching for a lot of things to use against us whenever. When we both run for president together. Yeah, we'll be the first duo to um, be both presidents. Yeah, both presidents. Um, my dog Ricky, vice president. Oh, I love that. He'd be mm-hmm. a great president, vice president. I know he's just sleeping all the time. That's so that's good. what you want. <laughs> His platform will be um, healthy rest. <laughs> I love it because we do need more. We really for do mental health and self care. He's a champ at it. He's a champ at it. Oh, inspiring. <laughs> That's our whole platform. <laughs> Ricky for vice president. We'd also be your presidents. <laughs> yeah, Ricky is uh, Christina's dog, <laughs> for clarity. Um, but yeah. Okay. I'm so excited to hear your enchanting story. <laughs> Great. Um, so I think I had, like, you know, your honeymoon theme kind of in my head, too, because I wrote about marriage. Uh, and uh, so like that was kind of because you always want this enchanting like fairy tale ending and like happily ever after so it kind of all branched together in my head and I wrote this Um, so I won't say any more 
<laughs> yeah. But I'll I'll read it. So. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm okay. okay. One more sip of wine and then I'll go. Oh. Okay. Yes. I said yes. Finally, she asked, like, what the hell took her so long? We've been together for years, and I was getting close to presenting an ultimatum and possibly even breaking it off. But now I don't have to. Time, you know, time is not on our side anymore. We're in our mid-30s. As my mom and gyno say, tick-tock, time is running off and leaving you no cabs to hail. I still can't believe it. Delilah asked me to marry her, and I will soon be Miss Delilah Jenkins. I've always wanted to be married, to have the ring, to wear the dress, to kiss in front of all our still single and newly divorced friends in front of a beautiful setting, somewhere expensive. While I get ready for my day, I take a peek at the bed where Del sleeps in her boxer shorts. I think of everyone who has ever shoved their happiness in my face and are six months away from getting mine shoved in theirs. It hasn't been easy. There's been a lot of breakups. Will we, won't we? That time she cheated on me with a grad student in her class. I was never happy alone. I am best when I'm with someone. With her. Delilah. I'm buttoning up my blouse when she turns over, sleepy in her eye. Hey, on, it's so early. You think just because you sweep me off my feet and ask me to marry you that I'll just give up my job and be a stay-at-home wife and mother? I giggle, leaning onto the bed to kiss her. Um, no, I didn't say that. It's, it just feels like it's 4 a.m. or something. No, dear, it's 7.10. Well, have a good day at work. Delilah hugs her pillow and turns back over to sleep more. Suddenly, she turns back to me as I put my hair up in a ponytail. Uh, tonight I'll I'll be late. Oh, class? I ask. Yeah. And she's out. A woman of few words. But I love her. On the way to pure hell, I stop by the IHOP next to the campus. A location I've been to many times where Delilah and I were getting to know each other. Back when we were grad students before she became an adjunct professor. We didn't have a lot of money, and if we ate out, we'd eat here. An especially nice spot with good orange juice for healing a hangover the night after stealing PBRs from the nearest sorority party or D&D club meet. Yeah, lots of memories. Suddenly, I overhear a girl crying in the nearest booth to her friend. She's talking about her girlfriend breaking up with her unexpectedly to ask someone to marry her. Wow. <laughs> I don't miss that drama about being single. Frances hands me my large coffee and a to-go cup, and I walk over to the booth to let my species know that it is possible to make it through these tough times to find true love. Hey, I couldn't help but overhear your dilemma. I'm so sorry you've been treated like this, and you deserve better. I've been through a similar thing, and I just wanted to tell you that it gets better. You will find true love. You may have to fight for it, sacrifice for it, but not too much because you shouldn't have to change for love either. Somewhere in between those two extremes, you will find someone who is perfect for you, and when you do, never let them go. The 20-something girls look up at me in awe. Well, I mean, one of them looked confused, but the one who was hurting ate every word I said. I smiled warmly and wiggled my wedding ring finger at her. Love is real. Don't give up.
And with that, I took a sip of my too hot coffee and walked away. Shit, that was hot. But I'm pretty sure my words made an impact. I hope the best for her. At work, I set my coffee down on my desk and wake up my computer. My coworker Anna runs over. Let me see, let me see! I hold out my hand and she gently takes it. The diamond shines and reflects in her eye. It's, it's beautiful, she says. I didn't know diamonds come so big. I glance at her wedding ring with a couple small diamonds, beautifully gleaming too. I don't say anything about it. I just notice it. I don't want to make her feel bad. Wait, yes, I do. Yeah, they do. If you can believe it, there are bigger ones than this. But Del and I decided not to go crazy so we can save for a decent honeymoon. Am I being too much? I hope not. But I also hope so, because Anna made me feel so shitty when she announced her wedding. She didn't even invite me, and we've worked together for years. I thought for sure I'd be a bridesmaid, and nothing. Who was there for you when Craig wouldn't return your calls? I was. Who was there when I said, give him some space, and if it's meant to be, he'll return your calls when he's ready? That was me, Anna. Me. Never a thank you, though. She keeps her wedding photo on her desk beside her computer screen, and I've always felt like, come on, get over it. That's so three years ago. But now that I'm getting married, I think I get it. I'm going to wear my beautiful ring all day, every day, and talk about my wife and show the world what a cutie I married. Like, I get it. I finally get it. I worked so hard to get Delilah to ask me to marry her that I deserve all of these things that used to infuriate me. I feel like I've just been given the key to the doors of the club and have free reign within it. And overall, the golf carts. You know, if the club was like a golf club and had golf carts. This, okay, this metaphor is getting away from me. Point is, I'm in the same club as Anna. Suck it, Anna. You'll have to look at our vacation photos now and see how much happier we are as a couple than you and your husband. Are you a competitive person, naturally? Anna asked me as we sit on the terrace eating lunch. Mm, not really. I'm not into sports, I say. Uh, I don't mean like that. I mean, you can be competitive and but not be into sports, though competitive people typically enjoy sports, she says. And your point, Anna. It's just, I shouldn't say, never mind. Anna, stop being an idiot and just say it. That's what I want to say, but I don't. I say it with more class. No, say it, Anna. What do you want to say? Well, I just don't understand why you would say yes when Dell has proven over and over again to be untrustworthy. Like, going into marriage, you really need to trust your partner. Wow. She went there. I'm stunned. I don't know how to respond. The silence makes Anna uncomfortable. It's clear because she continues to dig into the discomfort as she opens her mouth. I mean, you're probably thinking, how do I know when I'm not even in the relationship? But as someone who's been married for three years, I just, I hope you know it's not a fairy tale. Like, it's it's real work. It's really hard. Wow. She went there. Again! Shoving her happiness in my face and how hard she has worked for it. I've worked hard for it, too. Anna, I know that your relationship hasn't turned out the way you hope, but mine will. Okay, I only want you to be happy. Fuck you, Anna. I fall onto the couch with a floof. What a day. So much excitement. A blip of disappointment. But at the end of the day, I'll be in Delilah's arms, and that will all not matter. She just has to get home from teaching her class first. 
Suddenly, I hear a phone vibrate on the floor. I look under the couch and find Dale's phone lit up with a text. Thank you. I'll see you after class. I've really missed you. Dot, dot, dot. That's probably nothing. But the I've really missed you and ending it with dot, dot, dot has my head spinning. I will not jump to conclusions. Uh, She wouldn't have... Del wouldn't have asked me to marry her if she wasn't finally committing to me. Will I... Will I always have to worry if the commitment is real? I wonder. Like, what if I never get the commitment I want? Like, what if she's not the one? Is this the work that I have to put in to be happy? Then I remember what I said to the girls at IHOP. Love is real. Don't give up. Maybe I should take my own advice and keep searching. The wedding club will always be there. The end. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna take one last swig of this wine. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of very like deeply unhappy people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like every single person. Yes, that's true. Huh? <laughs> but I do want to say, like, um, I love the um the point of view of everyone was very clear and like it's like you could see them for what they really were Mm -hmm. even though our main character cannot which i thought was really interesting and he did a good job with that before we got into like the toxic shit i said cute lesbian couples because i've (laughs) (laughs) i've um have you seen the show shrill yes love it yeah, so did you watch the last season? No, I, I've been saving it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like I don't so, want it to be over. <laughs> I know. Um, the last season, you know, her best friend um, is with that one girl. I can't remember their names right now. But um, they are freaking adorable, and I'm obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. And then also focus uh, Master of None season three, four. Anyway, the newest season of master of none focuses on a lesbian couple and kind of like their trials and tribs and they have some super cute moments too so i was like oh i don't know it was giving me like the cute lesbian couples i've been watching on series recently (laughs) so yeah so (laughs) there's so many red flags of this delilah person and i also love the choice of name because Delilah is synonymous with betrayal and manipulation and you know that whole thing that was totally unintentional I just picked a cute name really (laughs) yeah that's so that's great (laughs) that's so cool to know I know yeah that's total accident or maybe I knew it at some point and so it was just subconscious but like yeah I just it came natural when I was writing and I was like no one would suspect that from such a sweet name. What a fool I was. <laughs> yeah, except for in the Bible. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, but it works, though. It works, though, because, you know. Yeah, that's great. There's that's a lot awesome. of connotation with that name, but it also is a very beautiful name. Mm-hmm. Um, I super love that name as well. The, yeah, like, what is our main character's name? I never say. 
Okay. Okay. So she is definitely like, she's got some ish. Yeah. For like, sure. The only time she almost says her name is that she will be the Miss, she will be Miss Delilah Jenkins, which is completely right. enshrouding herself within her girlfriend's yeah. shadow. Yeah. Right. Which, and her codependency, I mean, like, at first I was like, me too, girl, but then it just got worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was funny because I was like, I relate to so much of this, like, in the very, very beginning. And then, like, it just kept getting worse and worse the more information that we found out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, no, these people are, no, this is toxic as fuck. Um, but I did love the sorority party and D&D club meetup, um, stealing the PBRs. Because <laughs> yeah. that's such, like, different cultures in a college town. And you're like, yeah, they're both going to be drinking. So we're mm-hmm. going to steal their beer. I love that. <laughs> but let's see. Oh, when you say <laughs> I don't want to make her feel bad. Wait. Yes, I do. I LOL'd at that part. Yeah, she's very petty. (laughs) She's so petty. Her name is Patty because she's very petty. I think that's accurate. (laughs) She's petty spaghetti. Um, Yeah, but like there's like, oh, yeah, when you're like, whoa, fuck you, Anna or Anna. And then you, like, groaned or whatever. That was funny, too. I left. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess my question is, like, where did this come from? Well, I mean, it started with kind of um, – so when I got engaged back in the day, there were just a lot of uh, women that I worked with that if they were married, they felt – they would come and like give me advice or and some of them even said like welcome to the club <laughs> I was mm. like what like it kind of feels like you're going into a club because it's like this new space of life that yeah. you know a lot of people are in and so you once you become married for a while you kind of relate to some of the people that you know who are married also and there's like a whole new piece of their puzzle that you understand um because if you've never been married there's there's a lot to marriage that you might think you get and probably you do like you probably visibly see it with a lot of couples but there's some things you could never guess what's happening on the inside of any any relationship married or not so I kind of wanted to take that perspective and kind of explore it especially with a petty person and I also wanted it to be a satirical comedy yeah 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 so um, I don't know if you got the whole like two girls and the IHOP like do you they come into play in the bigger story I was trying to like tip of iceberg it right one of the the one that's sad is Delilah's mistress yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah so that was kind of trying to like um, circle that back to that moment so also like you're like what if someone did say like no you fight for what you love and but it's like you're it's your person so yeah you're telling her to fight for your person that you're that you love but like it's I felt writing it it was pretty clear she didn't love Delilah she loved the idea of marriage more you know that she was going to put up with all these red flags that everyone saw although they like with Anna she obviously also understood that you know relationships look different to the people within them so Mm -hmm. you know it's good she spoke up but also not good she spoke up because you never know but also sometimes you want to you know keep your friends from doing you know, making a mistake. Yeah. In this so case, it's one of those things I'm like exploring because I don't really have the answer either. I mean, in this case, I'd be like, if I was on, I'd be like, 
you should not be with this person at yeah. all. But it's also really hard to come up to your friends and say something like that, you know? It is, it is especially if it's just, like, coworker type yeah. situation. <laughs> and, like, she talks about, like, oh, like, I helped Anna in her, like, times of issue in her relationship, and then I wasn't even invited to the wedding. But, like, I don't know if you meant this, but I see that as, like, it's not you. It's like Anna doesn't really want Delilah at the wedding. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes people have small ceremonies, you know, or childhood friends that they've known longer. That is very so true. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't assume, like, yeah, you- it's one of those other layers to like you don't know what what's happening inside, you know, the castle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm calling a person's life a castle. You never know what's happening on the inside. I love it's it not that they don't love you or don't appreciate you in their life. It's just, yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, it's, like, such an interesting look at relationships and, like, um, yeah, she says, I mean, at the end, she kind of, like, is, like, oh, I feel like, you know, in a in a bigger version of this story, it would take a little longer for her to be, like, the marriage club will always be there, right? Mm-hmm. Um but she kind of like comes to that realization pretty quick in this shortened version. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like she's so entrenched in the gaslighting and the toxicity of Delilah as her partner that she wouldn't come to that realization so quickly. Naturally, like mm-hmm. in a non short story format. Yeah. P- uh, pure honesty here. <laughs> I wrote that uh, last like few lines within 15 minutes of recording. <laughs> of us starting. Yeah. So it came really like, like I didn't struggle at all with this, which was interesting. I guess I just have a lot of thoughts about marriage and yeah. uh, the different ways people talk about it. Cause it's kind of, you know, it's interesting cause some people, it sounds like a very surfacey like conversation, but like, it's a big commitment. And also some yeah. people are like, if it's a mistake, it's a mistake. And I'll, you know, I'll fix my life when it comes there. And some other people are like taking it super seriously. So it, it's just interesting to see all the views on it, you know? Totally. So I just especially hold it all into this. Especially from a non-traditional, and I use heavy quotations on that, um, couple. And, um, you know, what does that look like? Um, it's like, I don't know. I've obviously never been married, but it does. Like, what does that look like in this new landscape in the last, you know, 10, 15 years of non-traditional man and wife, um, man and woman, like coupling, you know what I mean? And some some couples are like, we don't need to get married, you know. So I think um, now it's more of a like an optional thing for everyone. Whereas like back in the day, like and dependent on how traditional you are, how important the actual marriage club is to you, because I feel like now it's more of like, eh. but it's dependent. It's person to person. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not mandatory anymore. Like, I mean, it hasn't been for a while, right? It really is the importance that the two people involved put on it. Totally. I personally kind of like knowing that my husband can't leave me uh, without a fight. (laughs) 
and without <laughs> a lot of money involved. I love that for you too. I love that for you too. Yeah, I just looked over at Matt because, like, he's in the room and he's just like staring daggers at me. He's like, "Meow!" No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Laugh so they know that you enjoyed the joke. (laughs) That'll convince them. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of a happier laugh. (laughs) Okay. He's got Quiet. it. He nailed it. He nailed it. I shall tell you when first he can speak later. Case. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he can speak whenever. He's just being quiet for the podcast recording right now because I'm in the in our Very living room with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. I super enjoyed it, by the way. I like was um on the edge of my seat the whole time, being like, what is this crazy bitch gonna say next? <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> I thought like um it's pretty like she's a different character than I feel like I usually write because she's like really bold and like her attitude is so different than mine yeah uh, but I, I kind of love writing petty characters I think I might try to like oh, take yeah. that attitude into a different character with like different details uh, but it was really fun and it was also really fun to because it was kind of like a monologue a little bit too like you get to hear her inner monologue at least so it's kind of fun to perform at the same time too yeah, no, you did a great job. I loved it. I love, I love petty women. Obviously, yeah, I love for it. So <laughs> it's very Emma, right? Yes, very Emma, very Emma. My fave Jane Austen gal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, looking ahead for next week, I dare you to write something on. Um, so kind of think about petty characters uh, <laughs> uh right based on the theme jerkwad <laughs> what a jerkwad what a jerkwad that's like such a random specific like adjective for someone yeah i don't know i just opened up the source in my brain and it was like jerkwads jerk underappreciated <laughs> i feel it's giving me very 90s I'm Ooh, loving it. I hope you go there. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to do <laughs> to explore. Nice. Well, that's it for t- today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thank um, you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This episode of the Jamie Spits of Jam Storytelling Podcast was produced by Christina and Cassie. Music by the wonderful Grace Sai. Connect with us on Twitter at BitsoJam Podcast and on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. We hope by sharing these stories and being open about our process and how we word vomit our first drafts that you'll be encouraged to word vomit your own. The most important thing about writing is to write.